You're listening to the Bookkeepers podcast with the 6FB, sponsored by Centre by Iris, the weekly podcast for bookkeepers. Every week, we'll be talking about what's new in the bookkeeping world. Here are your hosts and founders of the six-figure bookkeeper, Joe Wood and Zoe Whitman. Hi, and welcome to the Bookkeepers podcast. I'm Zoe Whitman. I'm not joined by Joe, but I am really excited to be joined by Rebecca Williams today. Hi, Rebecca. How are you? Hello. <laughs> I'm Dandy Ho. How are you? <laughs> Dandy ho, I love that. Me too. Um, thank you so much for uh, saying at very short notice that you'd like to get involved in the podcast. Uh, we weren't scheduled to have one this week and then Rebecca went and posted something amazing in our Success Lounge, which is our members Facebook group. And uh, she was talking to us about how she's marketing her practice. And I was like, let's just have a chat. I feel like you're up for a chat. And um, Rebecca has a YouTube channel. And I was like, I feel like she's going to be really cool with doing this. <laughs> you are. Um, <laughs> thank you for doing that. Um, do you want to start, Rebecca, by telling us about what you do, about your practice and all the other things? Yeah, sure. So it depends where you want to start on the timeline. But currently, um, as it stands, I run um, a YouTube channel. So that's um, Miss Finance Tutorials. And we're heading up to nearly 5,000 subscribers on there now, which is absolutely insane. Um, but that's there for anybody currently studying like ICB, AAT, one of the like foundational like diplomas in accounting and finance to ask questions. And I go through all things, you know, Excel related. And then I, I, I focus on different topics every week to try and help them with like deciding what career path they want to go down and all that sort of stuff. So um, that keeps me quite busy. Um Alongside that, um, I run a Facebook group for those students. So again, where they can just ask direct questions and even if it's a question in a book, I'll go through it with them so that everybody can see that. So if they've got that same question, they know the answer. Um, Falling on the back of that, when I'm not doing that, I'm trying to run a business. (laughs) So um, in February of this year, I decided to set up um, eCounting Made Easy Limited. And I was really particular about the name of that as well, because the e-counting comes from it being electronic. So it's remote and electronic, so completely paperless. Um, and yeah, I just took the big giant leap to do that. So been growing the practice ever since. And um, in the group, a few of them will know me anyway, because I've been working with them on um, various bookkeeping tasks and management accounting tasks and things like that. So. Yeah, that's um, the current status. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, so I'll get to your practice in a minute, but how did you come about starting a YouTube channel? So this is really random. So, right, there's a big backstory to this. So sit down, have a cup of coffee, get ready for this. I'm ready, I'm ready. <laughs> so um, years and years ago, I um, I worked in practice. So I started off my career like everybody else. Um started at AAT level um, and I fought tooth and nail to get an AAT job basically. So before that I was working in care homes, I was working in call centres, anything to get by really until I got a job in accounting. Um, so I started my AAT with um, a firm in a local um, city which took me about two years to get that job in the first place um, but did my AAT um, And in that time, I started working with a lot of different students um, in the classroom where I was studying and also actually at work. So I used to be a bit of a point of call for for students who wanted help. And I seemed to be able to translate certain pieces of, um, you know, the course to them in a way that they understood. And I really enjoyed doing that. Um, So when I moved on to ACA, um, I started doing the same thing again and I was helping other students out. 
and somebody said to me have you heard of um the you know the student societies that that we run as part of ACA and I, I knew a little bit about it because you get notifications when you join um like AAT or ACA about them so I just thought let's go and join that and see what that's all about so um for two years um I was the president of the Northwest Chartered Accountant mm -hmm. Student Society which is a mouthful um, so I was helping students with all sorts of things like exam questions, going down to London and meeting the chairs there and yeah, looking at examinations and it was all going digital. It wasn't back then, it was all paper-based. So there was all that transitional change. Um, and so, yeah, in June 2020, when we're all in lockdown and um, I had a lot of um, questions from students saying that they couldn't get hold of the tutors and they were just asking questions in other Facebook groups. So I was doing my best to answer as much as possible. And I suddenly thought, why don't, yeah, just set up this YouTube channel and this group to try and help. So that's where it all started from. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. It's really inspiring and I love how much how much you care to be able to go, check, well, yeah, I will. I'll go and do this thing and make sure that I've got this like central point of contact. Oh, I love it so much. Well done. <laughs> like, really fast growth as well. Like it just shows how needed it is. And it is. I, I've watched your channel like in the evenings. I think I've like been on YouTube and then something's popped up and there's like a quiz going on or something. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So every Wednesday there's a quiz on there. So anyone can join. It's completely free. And um, you join on this um, piece of software called Menti. So all you do is type in the code for that week. I create um, the quiz and you just simply select the answers on your phone. It's all multiple choice. So you've got a 50-50 chance of getting it right. And yeah, um, I, I get plenty of um, students joining that weekly. Or they can go back after if they don't want to join it live because sometimes they're a bit worried about, you know, as they put it, making a fool of themselves. But I say no, there's no wrong answers here just give it a go so yeah they can join that afterwards and do it themselves in their own time as well so and it's on the website now I love it I think you'll have some new subscribers that's fantastic um, <laughs> so you worked in practice and then in February this year you've launched your own practice how did that come about so this this is interesting um it's quite funny because I always wanted to work for myself like for years and years, going back 10 years, I wanted to work for myself, but I had no idea what I was doing, how to do it and all the rest of it. Um, but it got to a point because of a few things that had happened um, in lockdown and because I lost um, a very dear family member of mine, I started to reassess, you know, what was important and where I wanted to go in future. Um, and with the channel, I started bringing on um, individuals who worked in practice themselves to give the students an idea of what it's really like, because it's hard to translate that. Because um, most of the time, just going from my own experiences, I thought I'll bring all these individuals on and they could talk about their story. So I had like the likes of Kath, I had you on there and a few other individuals. And the more I was listening to your stories, the more I thought, well, why don't I just take this leap? Because you know you never know it could look it, it could get to another 10 years time where I think to myself what if and should I have done this and you know it could have worked out really well so I just thought well I'm just going to give it a go put everything I have into it give it my all and we'll see where we are so that's really it was inspired by the six figure club and that's no word of a lie that's absolutely the reason why Oh, oh, that's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. Well, so how has it gone? Like we're, you're three months in then. 
Um, how has it been easy to find clients so far? No, I'd I'd say it's not an easy thing to do um, because you can. I'd, I'd say it's great if you've got this big network. And yes, I've got the YouTube channel, and yes, I've got you know LinkedIn and all the rest of it. But to actually go out there and put yourself out there and gain those clients is something different altogether. It's like a different skill. And I know um, a few times on the Six Figure Club, you and Joe both talk about the fact that when you're working, you can think to yourself, oh, this is how I do things differently and all the rest of it. But actually running the practice yourself is very, very different. And you're not just, you know, you've got to allocate your time to finding clients, putting systems in, making sure everything's, you know, streamlined. Mm -hmm. So I'd say... I know what my ideal client is and I know where to find them. So I spent a lot of time focusing on well, what networking events do they go to? Do they even go to networking events? Do they have time for that? Because the clients that I'm looking at are in the motor industry and construction, so property, landlords, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And they, most of the time, definitely the motor dealerships, they don't have time to go to networking events. So you're not going to find them in, you know, your local chamber of commerce sort of, clubs because they're just trying to run a business so that got me thinking and this is where I came to yesterday that well where am I going to find these people what are they doing in their spare time are, are they on Facebook are they on LinkedIn are they just where are they so I came at it a different approach and I just suddenly realized that the only way that they're going to know that I even exist or that the services are out there is if I put myself out there so <laughs> yesterday um I decided just to get a director on google and I started searching for all the local like garages or local landlords property investors estate agents you name it and then I went to company's house I checked you know are they dissolved are they still running what directors do they have are they my size you know what previous accounts have they submitted are they too big are they too small etc to make sure they were in line with my sort of client ideal base so I got a list of 10 and I decided to pick up the phone and just ring them. So I had my elevator pitch sorted and I, again, took that from the Six Figure Success Programme. So I literally wrote it out in front of me and the piece of paper's over there. Um, and I just said, you know, can I speak to the owner? Um, and I'd got the name of company's house where I could because most of the time if you say, can I speak to the owner, they just put the phone down because they think obviously you're a salesperson selling. So I just explained the situation, said, look, I've recently set up in a local area. I have so many years of experience. This is the services that I offer. You might not want this now, but in future, I'm just around. I'm here if you've got any questions. And I just laid it out that way. So I wasn't, I wasn't hard selling and saying, I can do this for you. I can do that for you. I was just like, have you thought about this? And have you have thought about making touch digital? Um, so a few of them did give me the time of day and one of them even asked me to come down to see them um, in the afternoon. So when they did, for those that said, you know, let's let's carry on the conversation. I literally went to Ryman, which is a local stationery depot, and um, got about 100 flyers printed off. So very quickly edited this. And thankfully, my partner is very good on Adobe and all the rest of it. So I just said, can you help me? Um, so we created these flyers and I literally went to their address and said, you know, I'm Rebecca, here's a face to a name, um, here's my leaflets, this is what I do, if you want a further conversation, I'm around, etc. Um, 
But it didn't stop there because I had these leaflets in the car and I just decided, you know what, whilst I'm here, why not waste, you know, don't waste any time. So I got Google back up, Google Maps, found those places that I wanted to go to and literally drove to every address. It was after closing hours because it was past five at this point and just started posting these leaflets out through the doors and, you know, it just explained all the services, etc. And I thought that's just one, you know, one way of marketing. Um, and then stay been focusing back on Facebook and LinkedIn. So the clients are there and I do, I do already have a client base, um, which is quite strange really only doing this after three months. Um, <clears throat> but I have to say that most of my recommendations have been from word of mouth. Mm-hmm. So I think once you get that one client and you exceed their expectations, it's a lot easier than if you've got no clients and you're trying to prove to somebody what you can do for them and how you can help them. Because I'm quite a quiet person and I'm sure a lot of um, bookkeepers can resonate that I don't really want to, as much as I have the YouTube channel as well, I don't like speaking up and I don't like advertising myself. I find it very awkward and it's not a, yeah, it's, it's not something I'm familiar with which I need to work on. So the only way to work on it is just to get out there really and just oh, push yourself. <laughs> I love that determination. Um, I, how did you feel? Like when, did you manage to get through to the owner of the business? Like the person you asked for, did they generally put you through? Yes. So um, there was a couple of cases where um, I think I put on the post in Facebook that um, I got told, you know, the owner was on holiday or, you know, you know, they are there sometimes and sometimes they aren't actually on holiday. So I thought, well, that's, that's absolutely fine. So I left my number with those people who, you know, I couldn't get free to. But, um, you know, I'd say about 50% of the time I got through, which I think is really, really good. And it was only six phone calls in where I got invited to one of their premises. So really, what's that? You know, one sixth conversion rate is not terrible I don't think no. and all they can say is no um and the, I'll, I'll be honest the, there was a one individual after those phone calls um who wasn't so happy about having a phone call um and was a little bit rude I'd say but it happens and you just got to take it on the chin and know it's not personal um and clearly they weren't an ideal client so it's just a case of going okay move on what's next yeah, I've spoken to, I remember speaking to the owner of an accountancy practice who told me that he had um, actually hired someone to do cold calling to uh, just, and, and actually, well, you know, this is cold calling, but you've been really focused on who you're speaking to. So yeah. I really love that you've done that research and you'd gone, right, I know my ideal client is this kind of size in this location, this kind of business, you'd found out their name, you'd gone on company's house to look at their accounts to validate whether this was worth your energy. So you were really, like, really clear on who I love that. <laughs> um, tell us about what you included in your elevator pitch. Did you, um, did you feel like you were pitching? Did you, how did you feel about sort of what you were saying? What kind of key things did you try and cover when you were talking to the client, the potential client? So I've had this feedback before where, right, so sometimes it's easy to sort of think as if you're acting, if that makes sense. So you almost put on an, an acting persona, but that's not a good thing because when you then meet the client and you get accustomed to that client, you don't want to then appear as somebody else and somebody different. So I try to keep it, you know, as if I'm just talking to a friend almost. I keep it professional, but keep it as, you know, this is who I am and this is how I work. Um, so when I was speaking to them, you know, I was just talking about, you know, the experience I have um, 
previously and that in the past I have worked with motor garages um used to work with BMW for a, a good long while on auditing and accounts so I know I know the motor industry quite well and I know what's coming up in the industry so when I was speaking to him I was just sort of saying have you thought about this and I said do you currently have a bookkeeper do you do you have an accountant do you have anybody who's looking at personal tax for you or if there's any of those services in future you might be interested in and I just I just made it very clear that I'm available um you know here's my phone number here's my email address if you ever want to talk about anything in future I said I won't charge you for a quick call to discuss a couple of things maybe a background sort of you know 15 minute power hour sort of um consultation um and I just said I just tried to make it as clear as I could that I was approachable and that you know they're not wasting my time by asking me a question and I can come in and have you know a few minutes time that I just had that time to spare them really so I think I think if you come across very genuine that you're not there to sell them something but you're there to help them try and word it that way that you want to help them in some way then it makes it a little bit easier for both parties to see well, what can they gain from that? Yeah, I, I'm sure you came across as super helpful and wanting to <laughs> them. So, I, and that's the thing, like someone isn't going to become your client because you call them one day and they're like, I mean, it'll be very lucky. They're like, my bookkeeper's just left or whatever. Um, but actually it's that having built that, the start of that relationship so they know you're there and just making sure they know how to contact you in future. Um, yeah. When something comes up, they, and they're like, oh yeah, she said she'd have a chat with me for 15 minutes and she wasn't going to charge me they're probably going to pick up the phone, aren't they? Yeah, that's it. I, I think, unfortunately, a lot of the time these days, people are, in fact, I'll speak to my partner about this because he's all online and, you know, he creates websites and web hosts and all sorts of bits and bobs. But we are having a conversation the other night and we just said, it's interesting now that a lot of marketing is online, which it is, LinkedIn, it's Facebook. But I said, but you don't really get to know the person behind what's going on on Facebook and on LinkedIn because we're not I, I feel as an industry we're not very good at, at, at bringing our personality to the table and we're very good at saying these are the things you need to do and and this is the compliance that you need to read or do which really they could find if they if they dug deep enough they could find out themselves to some degree they might not know what to do with that information but they could they could certainly find it but the reason people want to work with you is because they like you as a person and I think it's easy to sit back and, you know, and, and think, how am I going to market my business? Should I, you know, create a, a, a Facebook marketing campaign or, you know, some of a similar like Google ads sort of campaign to get my name out there? But really, if people don't know you and they don't know your your history or, you know, what you can help them with or that you're an approachable person, not just, you know, sitting behind a monitor sort of thing, they, they don't really want to you know work with those people so much so I think if you can bring that personality to the table and show them just you know what you've done in the past how you can help them who you've helped in the past and maybe even giving them a couple of examples it they get to know you a little bit better so I think picking up the phone as scary as it is and going to these clients premises as scary as that is too because you do feel like as if everybody's watching you as well I will say that's just my sort of um self-consciousness you posted something through someone's letterbox and you're like mm. um, <laughs> like running away <laughs> I think it's good though because it's you're not just a, a cold caller calling and they don't know you it's they can see you and they can see that you're an actual person 
who's capable of helping. So I think sometimes online marketing is great, but I think you've got to give that personal touch if you can, if you can find a way of doing that. Do you think that, you know, the people that you've put the flyers through the doors for, will you call them up now to say, I put my flyer through, I don't know if you saw it, um, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Because having worked in practice, um, I always used to be the first one in, in our office. So I was the first one to get the post in the morning. And I know how much posts these, these individuals get, these companies. And a lot of the time, it's just a case of like, I'm just going to throw that away. Like, what is that? You know, it's just another flyer through the post. So I think if you make that, that almost give them time to have a look, don't bring them straight away. But today, definitely this afternoon, I'll be ringing around and just saying, you know, I hope you got that fly. I hope it's not in the bin somewhere. Making even a bit of a joke about it sometimes can help. And they're like, oh yeah, I did see that actually. Um, and just touching base is better than just leaving it for a week and hoping that something comes from it because it, you know, people forget easy because they've got so much to do themselves in the business don't they as you probably know if you get um something through the post today you might think I'll chase that up or I'll look at that on the weekend and the weekend comes and your time gets consumed with everything else that's going on and it's not that you intentionally you know forgot about it you're just busy so Mm -hmm. unless you bring like yourself to the front of their memory almost it's not gonna get you too far I think so yeah, definitely. I'll be I'll be ringing up again. I, Maybe I, even I, <laughs> I, you know, I agree. I'm just thinking about like like you said, the kind of things you get through the door. Um, there's a there's a tree in our garden that definitely needs a bit. Of cut. I can remember a guy coming round. Uh, I've had flyers through the door, and I've been like, I must look one of these people up. Uh, and not really getting around to it. And then a guy knocked on the door, and he I don't know if he was one of the people who'd given us a flyer, um, but. I had a conversation with him and I was like, right, what would you do? What should I expect to pay for this kind of thing? And then he gave me a flyer and I can't remember if it was one we'd already had or not. And we actually didn't go with him because I then went, I was like, I need to think about this. I have no, I I wasn't expecting to book you today. So I don't, I need to like do my research now. And probably people need to do that too. Like go and sense check, is this right? And from my point of view, I couldn't find any info or recommendations about him online. So I was like, no <laughs> sorry I can't I can't validate who you are so uh, leave it with me and I'll like I've got your phone number I'll get in touch if I decide to go ahead um but I think there is definitely this kind of sense checking that we want to do before we buy anything and it's probably the same for our clients like you showing up is fantastic because people now know you've been able to speak to them about these are the things that are coming up for you I know how to deal with that here's a leaflet with information about what I do and to make sure you've got my contact details and they'll probably stick it on the fridge or something if yeah. they're in it <laughs> you know like whatever the equivalent oh, yeah. of is in the garage um and then they've got your info but there's some kind of like going and checking seeing if there are any like recommendations or looking you up on LinkedIn to check what your qualifications are that kind of thing that's probably going to happen next yeah and also as um my partner always says because he, he works in that sort of field and I know nothing about that field I'm just going to tell you I know nothing he's like he's speaking another long a language to me <laughs> half the time but he always says it takes somebody at least six six points of call before they decide to even you know go ahead with a phone call or buy anything so the six times they've got to see you or look at your website or speak to you or whatever it might be then just bear that in mind with a client and I'm not saying six times in one day or a week you know it takes people a good couple of weeks sometimes to make a decision or even a month I'm sure you've had those phone calls with clients where they ring up and say you know 
can I have a power or whatever you have that phone call and then you don't hear anything again for another three or three months or so until they've made that decision because it's just taken them that amount of time so I think it's important not to give up if you don't hear back immediately but just to to bear it in mind that they've got their own timing and thought process mm. going on so don't don't feel disheartened is what I'm trying to say that yeah you know, I agree like it's like um sometimes something needs to happen for them to be like okay I'm ready now I need yeah. to I need to call Rebecca yeah um, but you just got to be ready when they're ready that's that's the key yeah um would you so in terms of like online marketing for your business thinking about those kind of clients would you think of starting a YouTube channel <laughs> or like <laughs> what, what could you do that will run alongside that physical like actual um in-person contact with people to help you spread the word so I think going forward I will be creating another YouTube channel I've actually been thinking about this for about a good three weeks now because my what they always say right so I I follow a lot of individuals who've had YouTube channels for years and years and I've always followed their advice regarding you know daft things like thumbnails and how to engage and all the rest of it because that's a learning process in itself learning how to yeah, just create a YouTube channel and, and run that and post in times, etc. But they always say not to mix content. So I wouldn't want to post something about my business on the YouTube channel that is specifically to help students because it's like a mixed message. So I think in future, I'll create yeah a YouTube channel. And I have created a couple of videos already. They're just not up on there. Um, <laughs> so that'll be I think for me, my, my two platforms are Facebook and YouTube. I'm not, I know you're very good with Instagram, aren't you? Um, Zoe? That's, <laughs> that's the thing I open. That's the thing I open. Um, but it, de it depends what the purpose is, isn't it? Like everything has its own yeah. place. You've clearly built an amazing community through YouTube, through running your quizzes. And that was that's important for supporting students. But in terms of an, a client, there's more of a sort of, it's probably that um, opening their eyes through some kind of training. So giving people the insights into exactly how knowledgeable you are about the challenges facing them. So you could go quite niche, couldn't you? In term, I mean, I, I've been trying to do some gardening. I literally watch tomato videos about how to look after tomato plants and and you know by a guy who just grows tomatoes so you know like when you think about uh who when you know who you're speaking to you know what kind of content to create don't you and so Instagram works differently because it's much more about sort of broadcasting and maybe you could bring one person on for life but you're not going to build a community there or you're probably not going to put long form video but YouTube would work well for that so it's thinking about what you use well and what kind of thing you want to create? And um, I, I think I'm quite lucky because one of my um, main clients now, he's in, in the motor industry, um, but he's he's quite a very down-to-earth chap. So I'm always asking him, you know, what if I did this? Would you like that? Would you watch that? Would you, you know, is that too much? Or, you know, I always bounce ideas off him and he's, he's really happy to do so. He's, he's a really, really nice guy. Um, but he said to me, point blank, I sent him a really long email very early on asking him for umpteen amount of information. Um, and he just said to me, I rang him up and I said, have you read it? And he went, have a yak. <laughs> what do you mean, have you yak? And he said, do you think I've got time to read a massive email? And I said, good point, maybe not. No, I said, well, how would you prefer your communication for me then? Do, do you like text messages? Do you like WhatsApp? Do you like 
you just tell me and I can I can change it and he said actually because he's so busy um he would just prefer you know a quick video walking through um and Kath in the group um uses loom so thank you Kath because I took I took that idea and decided let's just create a loom video around the questions that I had and he loved it so I thought well that's you know something that I've learned so yeah it's it's just gauging how they want to learn information from you or how they're going to communicate or or watch or read or whatever it might be their their preferred communication and putting that into practice so for me the youtube channel would be great because he can then just go on and you know watch some update that's relevant to him or watch something relevant to the industry like the making touch digital etc and what we need to prepare for and x y and z but i also think I don't know about yourself, maybe this is a personal preference, but I don't like reading things either, just because I don't really have a lot of time. Um, but if somebody, you know, creates a video for me that I can watch visually, because I'm a very visual person, I'm more likely to convert into a sale or to read further or, you know, subscribe to their channel, etc. because I can just put it in the background and do whatever it is I need to do. And I'm usually doing about 10 different things at once. So that's, you know, the way that I prefer. So I think yeah. it's, yeah, it's just key narrowing that down where you can to whatever social platform you prefer and what communication. Yeah, what works for you, what works for your client. That's why having an ideal client is so important, isn't it? Because you can just like get quite focused on what's the one thing I need to spend my time on here. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Oh. <laughs> Okay, so you've got, you do quite a lot of things as well. I love, like you've got your YouTube channel, you're running your your practice as well. You've also, cre you've created a course as well. Do you want to tell us about that? Yeah, so, <laughs> so this came about again, because um, in, in the Facebook group, so I'll, I'll just say I am not a tutor. I, I haven't trained as a tutor. I never worked as a lecturer in any form. But there were so many requests from students in the Facebook group asking me to tutor them for various different topics. So I did. And I've been doing that on and off now for a good, well, 20 or so months um, where I can. But there was more and more requests from them asking for an Excel course. So I've been using Excel for, I don't know how many years now, maybe 17 years, 18 years, something like that. Um, so... I said, I, I can give you the tutoring for the half an hour or I can create this course and you can do it in your own time, do whatever you need to do. And they said, yeah, that's a great idea. So for the past six months, I've been creating this course that is ideal for anybody who's, you know, maybe stepped away from Excel, who's now stepping back in again, who's not used it for a while. Um, it's a very basic course. Um, so it, it goes through everything from, you know, where to find things on Excel to um, V lookup, H lookups, all different types of functions, formulas, pivot tables, charts, etc. Um, if you're somebody who's never prepared a management report before in Excel, it talks you through how to do that as well. So basic formatting, um, everything that's covered, I'd say, within um, the ICB and AAT. So for somebody who needs to work in finance and needs to have a good understanding of Excel, it talks you through it. So it's a good two hour course. Um, there's handouts in the course as well. It's all um, say me talking through um, the course throughout. So it also lists, you know, what you'll learn, et cetera. 
And at the end of the course as well, you get um, a certificate of completion because the course is um, CPD accredited. So it goes towards your CPD units that you require at the end of the year. So yeah, that's um, now up on the channel. <laughs> what I really love is that you um, like see the opportunity. So you like, obviously there's a need here. People are asking you for this all the time and you probably can't train as many people one-to-one -one as uh, would like you to train them. So it's like seeing a way to deliver what you do to multiple people at the same time or without you needing to go through the same thing over and over again. And that's an extra revenue stream for you. And Joe and I talk about passive income a lot. We've got, we run a passive income program for bookkeepers and some people are on that program with us building their own courses on various things that will help their clients. And, um, and it's just that like, you know, we all have knowledge, don't we? And we forget that. Uh, gosh, you know, like that, I, I remember my first job, I didn't know how to use Excel. If there was a course, that would have just helped me out so much. And um, it, it gives people that head start, doesn't it? So you've obviously got these kind of two ideal client groups because you're working with students in the way you do with training them and supporting them. And that fits with that business. Um, but you're also working with your clients. But there's probably stuff you can do with your clients as well, where there's some kind of course. It might be a paid thing. It might be something there's a training that you put out there that helps you raise your profile and something you can share to the wider audience, which helps you sort of show your expertise and credibility to bring more people sort of towards you and your business. Uh, but I just I love how I, I love how the sort of leap that we've taken with technology over the last couple of years because of COVID has actually shown people how possible it is for us all to get out there and like create something like this it's uh, it's really exciting Lucy is asking in the comments how to access it and we'll make sure we share the link in the uh, show notes unless it's easy for me to drop on the screen Rebecca I don't know yeah um sorry I hadn't even realized there was comments that have just come through them <laughs> about tech savvy um yeah hi everybody um hi Lucy Annabelle Steph Kath um Sally um yeah, let me, I can pop that in there somehow. Um, if you want to send it to me on the private chat, I'll pop up on the screen. Oh, yeah, yeah, bear with me a second. Um, um, yeah, it, we'll make sure that it's in the show notes. So um, if you want to go and have a look at the course, you can access that. Um, I just, I, it's just so, like, it just makes so much sense. I think we're all doing something where we can share that information to like the wider audience and just bring extra income into the business. I think one thing I'll say as well is that I like, I, th I think I saw something that you posted, Zoe. Um, I think it was in the six month success program. We were talking about two years prior to um, meeting Zoe, uh, meeting Joe, sorry. Um, you know, you were just a regular accountant as you put it, like just, you know, doing your own thing, doing the business. Um, but I think with this Facebook group um, and like the six figure group and um, the student group, I didn't realize just how much presumed knowledge I have. And I'm sure it's the case for everybody in the group as well. There'll be something that you know that you just presume everybody knows and they don't no, because they've not had your experience, have they? So there's, no. there's, I don't know, it makes me very excited. I get butterflies thinking about all the different things like, that we can showcase as a group and just yeah. help even just, you know, clients or even external individuals, people who are new to the industry, who've never seen even the lights of, um, you know, Zero and QuickBooks. When you were new to Zero and QuickBooks, um, 
I, I don't even to this day think that there is a lot of, of um, course material out there to help you with really specific things like um, sore points with the system, for instance. Um, it shows you how to do a bank reconciliation, but doesn't show you what to do when the bank reconciliation goes wrong. Mm-hmm. Things like that, which people in the group have had, you know, 10 years experience with. So why not push that out there? online to show people that you have this experience and you can help them in some way and create a course it's if I can do it yeah anybody can do, can certainly do it that's for sure likewise likewise <laughs> oh I love that well thank you so much for joining us today and for sharing all of well sharing this journey with marketing I think it's really inspiring though I've seen that Kat's gonna go and get some leaflets and you've had lots of people celebrating you for doing that so Thank you so much for coming on and talking about your business. Um, we are wishing you so much success for the future. Obviously, we will be in touch with the Success Lounge, but um, we'll share the link for your course and um, go and follow uh, Miss Finance Tutorials on YouTube as well. Um, how else can people connect with you, Rebecca, if they want to find out more about what you do? Um, it can connect on Facebook, um, Facebook Messenger in any way. Um, yeah, on LinkedIn, you can find me on there. Um, YouTube, either leave me a comment. I review the comments daily, so... Yeah, if you leave a comment on there, which um, it's just Miss Finance Tutorials, you'll see it. it it'll pop up. Um, I will definitely get to it and say hello. Yeah. And any questions anybody has in the group, I'm always here to, to help answer where I can. <laughs> thank you. And thank you, everyone, for joining us. We will be back next week for another episode of the Bookkeepers Podcast. Take care. Bye. Take care. Don't forget to join us every week on the Bookkeepers Podcast with Topical Bookkeeping Chat. Why not join our free Facebook group, the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club, or visit us at sixfigurebookkeeper.com.